This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis. But we're looking at this study on the soon coming of the Antichrist. I hope you appreciating these studies. It takes a lot of work, and I hope you're enjoying them, appreciating them. But uh, well, let's look. Let's pick up another thought. Unsaved religionists who speak, who seek after a sign, and and that's what they're going to get. They don't like to talk about the sacrifice because they don't know the Lord. It embarrasses them to talk about Christ as their substitute because they don't know him. The unsaved religionist lives on signs and dreams all, all, all the day long. They live on signs and dreams, and uh, listen, which are nothing more than satanic manifestation, which Satan has deceived them to believe and have that they have come from God. They believe those things come from you can't you can't you cannot argue with one of them. They'll they'll argue you down and uh you can't do it, my friend. And brother, that's all they want to talk about. You talk to them about the sacrifice and they get embarrassed. Now let's read our text again. Uh whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish with every kind of deception or delusion of Satan will keep unsaved religionists blinded. Now, my friend, the scriptures tell us we're blind in the lap of Satan. And I've often described that when I was a kid, my mother had two children after I was on up eight, 10, 12 years old. And we'd be sitting on the front porch at night, waiting for it to cool off a little bit. And my mother be, uh, uh, nursing one of those girls. We had two girls after me, and well, three. But she would say, "Son, come put sister to bed." And boy, you pulled her off of that, off of the, my mother's breast. You got a, you got a, why, why, why? They didn't want to do that. That's just exactly like blinded by Satan. And they don't want to get off of that. He will keep the orthodox, unsaved religionists blinded with the signs of a program. He will keep them busy about church work, church life putting on programs, and, and the thought never crosses their mind about not being saved. I know that, my friend. The preacher moves in that realm of the use of, of psychology, keeps his folks together, centered around a program, using all types of amusements. I told you that in an earlier study, I went to a wedding in a, in a up, up, not too far from where I live in a big church, Oh, some wasn't wasn't none of my folks, but it was a wedding that I attended, and in, in the recreation hall, they had something covered up over there in the corner with a big white sheet or a white cloth. And one of the one of the men came by that I knew. I knew him. He was a church member there, and I said, "What what is that you got covered up over there, brother?" He said, "Oh, that's our puppet ministry. We have puppets here for our young people on the Sunday school class. Puppets! My goodness, alive, feller!" Oh, but that's a big thing with them, my friend. They use all types of amusements, ball games, which has become prevalent today, religious movies, recreations, socials, banquets, and so forth to keep folks tied to the church. I know, I know now several churches back during the Super Bowl, they do, do away with their services on Sunday night, Super Bowl night. And then have the two or three big screens, and if if they don't have the big screens, they have four or five big television back there in the lobby somewhere for folks can watch a ball game. And I love ball games. I went to a ball game when my son was playing football, and I like a good ball game once in a while. But not no, no, no. 
This is largely the method Satan is using today with a more orthodox group. But you talk to that individual about Christ and his death on the cross for lost sinners, and he doesn't know what you're talking about. I've, I've, I've experienced that thing. If you get that wild look in the eye when, they, when, they, when you ask them about it. Holy Spirit conviction to them is an ancient mystery. They don't know what. I have folks call me, Mr. Trailblazer, Pastor. What do you mean when you say uh, awakened minister, make awakened sinner? What do you mean by that? What is it? What do you? How do you explain that? I said, Well, here you are. You born a sinner from birth, and you come along living a normal life like we all do. But if you're one of God's elect, oh, there you go, Pastor. Well, the Lord, the Holy Spirit comes there and touches your heart, disturbs your heart, just maybe just a little bit at the first time. But over time, he takes that arrow of conviction. His conviction, the Scriptures, goes home to your heart and, and lets you know that you're not saved. It doesn't happen sometimes overnight. It takes a little while, my friend. Holy Spirit conviction to them is an ancient mystery. They haven't heard of it, this younger generation. The older folks, I've read after the old divines, uh, that we have here in the bookstore, all of those old preachers, they call themselves Puritans coming over here from England and Europe and Scotland and Ireland, and they preached the truth. They call themselves Puritans because they preached the pure gospel, and that's what we do here. We're Puritans by nature, this, this ministry that we have here. But listen, the Holy Spirit conviction to that group is ancient mystery. They don't know what it is, and repentance, why? They have never heard that. They don't know what repentance is, my friend. And total depravity is never preached. You won't hear it, my friend. You can hear all of the high-rolling preachers, five, big big Sunday night preachers on the TV. Listen, then there's another orthodox group who are kept busy in different types of mission work, services of all types, prayer meeting, track distribution, personal work, and they move and have their being on a high religious plane and are taken up with their works and labors, but they don't know the Lord. They don't know the Lord. I used to say more than a hog does a side saddle. The evidence that they do not know the Lord is that they're always talking about what they're doing and are never talking about Christ they're supposed to know and be walking with. Let me tell you something, my friend. If you know the Lord, if, you, if you're a child of God, you're going to be talking about Him. You're going to be taken up with him. I'm not talking about 24-7, no. But when you have the opportunity, meet with strength, meet with friends here at church or fellowship days, prayer meetings, you're talking about the Lord, not with signs and wonders and manifestations. You don't care about those things. Then there are those unsaved religionists who are taken up with satanic manifestations such as experience, and they base their whole salvation entirely upon the fact that they have had a great experience. And I told you, I'll mention it again. You might have not heard. A great friend of mine, I knew him for years. He was a great carpenter on the job out where I was working. And we got to be friends, and he was sitting down eating lunch one day. And he said, I want to tell you how the Lord saved me. And I thought that was great. And uh, he said, he, I know where he lived, up here in the country. He said he was fishing behind his house one day on a creek. And all of a sudden, he saw a book floating down the creek. It turned out to be a Bible. And he fished it out with his fishing pole. It wasn't even wet. 
and he got it out, and it was a holy Bible. And he said it was open to a certain passage of Scripture. He read that verse of Scripture, and it took that as a, as a means of the Lord saving him. Now, my friend, you couldn't shake him off of that for a world weight and gold. Those folks have gotten into a prayer meeting and have uh, prayed through, they call it, until they have come to some outstanding experience. Well, I can't describe them all. I've been to those places where they, where they have those things happen. Now, we'll mention this. I asked you, I gave you information before about where the charismatic movie started, movement started, out there on the Zuzu Street in Los Angeles, California, 1904, 5 or 6, somewhere. And I'll be glad to send you a copy of that. I have it written down from Brother Ironside, great, great old preacher of God. Listen. This is brought about by Satan working upon the mind and leading those folks to self-reformation. Now, I can go on and on about that. Such individuals tell you of some marvelous experience that they've had. In their praying, praying the burden of their sins seemed to be lifted, and they felt so light as if they could floating in the air. My friend, that's satanic to the core. It's such a marvelous, wonderful feeling, they'll say, just as real as can be, yes, sir. And they take it as if God gave it to them. Now, I understand they believe that with all their heart, and I, my heart goes out to them. I do. I've known a few people that the Lord rescued out of that thing. A preacher said to me one day, well, you can call it a satanic manifestation if you want to, Pastor, but mine was real. I said, sure, sure. It was real, but Satan gave it to you. Now, he didn't like that, of course. No, he didn't like it because God doesn't talk to sinners like that. It was nothing but a satanic manifestation. That was what the Jews wanted Christ to give them. But he said, no, I'll not do it because that's all you would talk about. Thousands of our folks in Radio Land are basing their assurance of your salvation today on such experience experiences and that experience came to you from satan and not from the holy spirit now i know my friend the lord will have to make that truth and let you know that that's the truth then there's another group who base their salvation upon a vision or a light that they have seen i told you laying in our study of ahead a few days back here two or three years ago in our area some some ladies saw a, a vision on the on the outdoor house, outdoor toilet, where the sun was shining through a crack in the wall, and it looked like the Virgin Mary. I don't know what she thought, but she told folks about it, and the newsmen came and reported on television. People flocked there for miles around, and it wasn't nothing but a, a shadow, my friend. If it had just waited till the sun down, sun went down. But listen, many of you have seen visions of Christ. Yes, praying earnestly as you know how, and all at once before your mind's eye came an image of Christ, just like the pictures of Christ that you have on the wall of your home or maybe your church. And you believe that you're saved because you saw that image of Christ? Now listen, hold your seat. I'm going to give you a surprise of your life. Do you know, my friend, that the picture we have called the pictures of Christ are the pictures of the Antichrist? Well, look, when he comes on the scene, do you know that that it's one way he's going to deceive our folks? That's right. If you know that no man has ever seen the Lord to get a picture, think about that with me now. 
I'm a realist. I believe in real things. I believe in facing reality, my friend. No one has ever seen the Lord Jesus Christ. No one has. No one will until we get to heaven, and I don't know what it'll be then. Do you know that a man's concept is and not a picture of Christ? Listen, listen. It's just what man thinks that the Lord will look like. And when the Antichrist has come on the scene, he'll look exactly like that picture. Did you ever stop to think of that? And you know when Satan shows you that picture in a vision, he's showing you a picture of his son, and you're believing it? Listen to what God said in Isaiah 55, 8. We'll have to take that up in our next study. We'll be back tomorrow with another study. This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis. I'm, I'm so glad you folks are listening, and I'm, I'm trying to be honest with you, honest as I can, and I would uh, be glad to hear from you. Listen, if you'd like to call me, my phone number here is area code 225-664-8658. But my mailing address, and I would if you care to get out to gospel and help to broadcast a little bit. We're on over 125 stations with these broadcasts, and it costs money to do it, and I don't ever beg for money. You know that. I had a lady call me the other day, and she said, Mr. Trailblazer, you mean it costs money for you to go on this little old radio station I'm here in my hometown? I said, yes, ma'am, it sure does. I said, I won't tell you how much it costs because it'll scare you but the lord provides the money my friend one thing we never do we never get on here and beg for money and all of those things like we see and done today and all one one person told me about those people said just follow the money and we have people got three airplanes and four and i see those things in their cv broadcast they got flowing waterfalls behind them with swaying palm trees and all those things my friend that's not the gospel that's satanic to the core and the Satan in this, uh, this uh, Antichrist will pick up all that material and just go crazy with it. And if you would, pray with me about these things. Pray with me. We're, we're facing perilous times, my friend. Just like the Apostle Paul said, we're facing perilous times. We're not facing them. We're already there. Look at our condition over there in Ukraine. Oh, my friend. But may the Lord's richest blessings rest upon you, my friend. And uh, please pray for me. Pray for my folks here. My congregation, many of them are not saved. And if you would, help me with the broadcast just a little bit if you possibly can. And sit down and write me and tell me that you appreciate these messages. It'll make me feel good and give me more, more hope.